If you've ever been to Washington, D.C. and made your way to the Arlington National Cemetery, you probably wandered your way all the way up to the very top of the cemetery, the top of the hill. We're enclosed in a, in a space of reverential silence. There's a third infantryman of the U.S. Army who marches back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, guarding the tomb of the unknown soldier. The only sound is the clicking of his shoes. And once an hour, on the hour, every hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days of the year, there's a brief ceremony called the changing of the guard, where two additional uh, soldiers come out. There's a little inspection, there's a little um, uh, exchange, and then the one guard takes over for the other guard. If you've been there in the high springtime when every uh, middle school in the country is seemingly there on uh, a field trip, then you know you've got to get there a little bit early to get a good spot. And after the ceremony finishes, which is mostly silence, a couple kind of chanted, army chanted uh, phrases back and forth, but otherwise when, once it's over, you realize that something happened, but you're not quite sure what. There's several experiences that people can have. One, like many of the eighth graders that I've brought there, is, okay, one's lunch. Another is, not quite sure what to do with that. I think there's more to this than I'm getting, but I don't get it. But if you look around, you might notice something like this, like this, Old timer over here with his World War II hat on, holding back tears. And you're like, whatever he's experiencing makes me wonder that there's something more going on than what I experienced. But it's certainly not something to shrug off. What you've realized is that you've come in contact with a mystery. And when I come in contact with a mystery, the best thing I can do with it is wonder, to ponder. Shrugging it off is probably the worst thing I can do with it. There's so many mysteries in our faith, and a mystery isn't something that I can never know anything about. Mystery is something I'll never know everything about. I can always learn more, but I'll never know all. And sometimes the human mind shirks against this. It's like, I don't get it, and I'm not going to try to figure it out. I walk away. But for the one who's brave enough to keep walking into the mystery, a whole new world opens up. We get this a lot in the scriptures. How many times have you heard a scripture reading at Mass and you just went, oh yeah, that made total sense? Almost never. But how many times do we do this? Eh, I didn't get that, but whatever. Now take today's gospel reading. It's a gospel reading that we're all so familiar with. We could probably recite it by heart. But notice how much mystery is there, how much silence, how much, how much unsaid is contained here that we kind of gloss over pretty quickly. Listen again. This is, this is what Matthew is, is telling us about the birth of Jesus. This is what he starts with. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. 
When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Well, we just like, we just jumped in. There's no angel, there's no preface, there's no introduction. It's just, hey, pregnant woman from the Holy Spirit. And we just, we just fly through that? This is a profound mystery. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. What? Now he's going to divorce his pregnant wife who's pregnant by the Holy Spirit? Such was his intention when, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, said, son of David, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that she's conceived. She will bear a son. You are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Notice, notice what Joseph was afraid of. Because sometimes we have, because when we gloss over it really quickly, we kind of come up with this like, well, Joseph, must, his wife's pregnant. It wasn't him. She must have committed adultery. That's what Joseph thinks, and he's going to divorce her. But none of that is contained in this scripture passage. First of all, Joseph's a righteous man. He's not vindictive. He's not easily suspicious. He's not a, a jealous type. He's a righteous man. He's a holy man. And he's married to the holiest person ever to walk the face of the earth. Jesus hasn't walked yet. And so there's no way that he could possibly come up with a scenario that Mary had done something so egregious. And the angel says this. Hey, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary, your pregnant wife, who's pregnant by the Holy Spirit, into your home. You don't have to be afraid of that. What was Joseph afraid of? He was afraid of the mystery. Notice, Mary never told Joseph what had happened. This is such an intimate, private moment that she remained completely silent about it. And so I imagine that the conversation went like this. After she came back from visiting her cousin down in, uh, down in Jerusalem, and she comes back, now she's three, four months pregnant, and one day Joseph notices, he sees her belly. And he looks up at her, and she goes like this. And Joseph goes, oh, he just, he just gets it. He's like, that's the only thing that makes sense. And so what does he do? He says, I'm not needed here, I guess. And there's a, there's a profound mystery that I don't, I don't understand, but I'm just going to take my exit. So the angel says, don't be afraid. You're actually being invited into the mystery. You have a part to play. You get to name him Jesus, which, which makes him your son. And so Joseph does so, and he enters into the mystery. And how profound it is. Mary, too, we read in Luke's gospel, again, that we know so well. The angel comes, says, you're going to bear the son of God. She says, how is this going to be? I don't understand I don't get it, but let it be done unto me according to your word. That's to enter into the mystery. My brothers and sisters, as these Christmas days approach, I want us to enter into the mystery. I don't want us to just kind of pass it over uh, as, as much of the world just kind of passes it over. Oh yeah, you know, little baby Jesus, God made man. It's like, no, no, no. God made man 
is a profound mystery that we will never quite understand, but we can't pass over quickly. We need to enter into it. We need to enter into it. And the liturgy is meant to help us to do just that. So what I've been inviting us into during these Advent days is to enter more deeply into the mystery of the Mass. Because sometimes we can have the same experience as on top of that hill in Arlington National Cemetery of, eh, whatever. But why is it that one person can come in and have a whatever experience and another person can be moved to tears? Go back, to, go back to the Arlington National Cemetery, the changing of the guard, this moment that's mostly, mostly silent, mostly ritual. When the, when the soldiers come out to do the changing of the guard, it's not didactic. The guard doesn't come out to the audience and say, hey, everybody, good to see you here. You're about to witness the changing of the guard. Anybody here from Minnesota? Woo, yeah. He doesn't do that. He addresses like two lines to the people. He says, you're about to witness the changing of the guard. Please remain standing and silent out of respect. And they begin. And they'll, they'll do that ceremony at midnight on Christmas Eve in a snowstorm. Nobody watching. Because they're not actually doing it for the audience. The audience gets to witness it, but they're not doing it for them. This is a ritual. A ritual is something that is, is a mystery in itself. And there's lots of facets to it that we can ponder and wonder about, but in its, in its essence, it's not done for an audience. At least not the audience that we tend to think it's done for. The little eighth grader who kind of shrugs off and like, well, that was, that was kind of cool, whatever. The tourist who checks it off his list of things to see once in, uh, in Washington, D.C., they don't get the same, they don't understand, they don't have the same experience as the World War II vet because they don't get what's happening. They think that they just witnessed something that was supposed to be some sort of performance for them, but what they didn't realize is that it was a tribute of honor for all the fallen soldiers whose bodies were never buried. This World War II vet isn't crying at the ceremony. He's crying because he's remembering Bob, Bill, Joe, Tom, his fallen comrades who fell in that ambush and they never got back to find their bodies. Their families never got to give them a proper burial. He gets it. He gets that they're on sacred ground. And those guards know who their audience is. And they consider it a sacred duty to do the changing of the guard, to march back and forth for an hour at a time, whether there's anybody there to watch or not. And my brothers and sisters, when we enter into this sacred place, we enter into a ritual that's a mystery that's beyond us. Just like those soldiers on Arlington National Cemetery, it's something that's not a performance for you. When I say mass by myself on my day off, 
I still put on all the vestments. I still light the candles. I still say all the prayers, all the words. I don't preach a homily because that'd be weird. (laughs) But I do all the stuff because what I'm doing up here isn't primarily for you. It's for him. It's for God the Father. It's for the Lord. And when you come here, you get invited into that. In a certain sense, just like that World War II vet, you get to go to that place, that place of intimacy, that place of mystery. You get to enter into the mystery rather than stand out and look from from outside. And if we come in expecting some sort of hurrah moment, some sort of performance, some sort of human interaction, then we will always be disappointed. Because there's not the hurrah, yeah, where are you from? Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. Isn't it cold outside? There's just a, the Lord be with you. We don't high five and handshake, just like the guards don't high five and handshake. Not that they don't do that behind closed doors after the ceremony's done, probably they're like, we nailed that one. But during that ritual, all that human stuff kind of fades away. And so here too, we bow and we genuflect and we wave incense in the air. It's a ritual. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of the silence. Don't be afraid of the mystery. Let's not shrug it off, but let's wonder. Let's ponder. Let's enter into it. Just like Mary and Joseph, who didn't shrug off the mystery. They were afraid, sure. But then when they entered in, they experienced what only the Christ child can give them. The peace peace that the world cannot give. Brothers and sisters, as we enter into this mystery, I invite you not to sit as spectator, but truly enter in with your whole heart, your whole soul, your whole mind.